episode 168 of the Whatnots Review Show, where each week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson. My regular co-captain, Kyle Springer, is still on vacation. I have a special guest today. My own brother, Jams Wilkinson, is here to talk with me. Hi. Hello. Hello, sister. Hello, world. Hello. Thanks so much for having me on. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy you could be here. You've been here before on mm-hmm. the review show feed. We did episodes ages ago talking about the movie Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets mm-hmm. and the uh, Osama Tezuka's anime movie Metropolis. Yeah, you, could not, you to... could not have me on for that. Right. <laughs> Today we're talking about something with zero sci-fi in it. It is a comic called Check, Please. I'm holding up the physical copy that you lent me to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a comic. It's just a, a hockey rom-com that's also about baking. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about that today. Yeah. How are you this week, Jams? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing fine. I'm up early for a special recording time, and yeah, I'm I'm drinking my coffee, but I I have to not drink too much because I need a nap later. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, so we have I, a second recording later tonight. It's kind of a big day. Yeah, yeah. I still need to mm. finish up the episodes for that, but we'll uh, yeah <laughs> we'll talk about that after the we'll, show. We'll keep our podcast business separate. Yeah. Yeah, today we are talking about Check, Please. This comic is by Ngozi Ukazu. I remember reading this on Tumblr in like 2016 or 2017. It started Mm. as a webcomic. And then I think I heard that it had gotten printed. And you have uh, the two graphic novel volumes. That's the entirety of the story. It was wrapped up in two volumes. Mm -hmm. And this is what you wanted to read today. I didn't even know you had also found this thing. I also didn't know you knew about this comic. I (laughs) I think I was either. So this is clearly like an LGBT friendly comic. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I don't know if I either found it in the LGBT section at a comic shop if I went to my, my regular comic shop and they recommended it, or if I found it at the library, which sometimes I'll go and oh. see what's new at the library and what I can pick up. Yeah. But yeah, I was immediately taken with it and bought the second volume. I think the second volume was kickstarted uh, and had like an overwhelming kickstart success. So yeah, somewhere on here, it says like, this is uh, the most kick, most funded for kicks most kickstarted like, so many kicks comic maybe I'm trying to remember where where on the book it says this uh it went on to be the most funded web comics kickstarter of all time yes not surprising yeah it's it's a very very sweet story and i think it has a big appeal to a, a really wide audience yes absolutely it's it's like i said it's lgbt friendly it talks a lot about like coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. Several characters in there are like coming out in there. It talks, you know, about acceptance and about you know it's coming of age, how to feel like you're doing good enough. It, there's a lot of good tones coming out of this, and it's just incredibly very wholesome. It is. It's so sweet. I uh, something I was really taken by rereading this thing, and it's uh well to summarize it. It's about uh, a guy named Eric Biddle, 
who comes from a figure skating background and he mm-hmm. goes to college and he decides to try out for the hockey team. I think he had played hockey before, but that wasn't like his main thing. And he's like, well, yeah. I want to keep skating. I'll do hockey here. And it's throughout his life with this hockey team. Uh, the, uh, the, he's gay and he, he like comes out to them and they're like, oh, yeah, cool. No. Yeah, we <laughs> love you. We love yeah. you anyway. Yeah. And Samuel, like, then he, he gets, Samuel is actually mm-hmm. like one of the most friendly, uh, most friendly, LGBT friendly. <laughs> colleges uh in i don't know yeah. i think they border canada it's either like upper upper no. New, like usa or it's in canada i don't know uh i think it's in massachusetts oh it's in massachusetts they talk about canada a lot so i thought it was like up there well, well that's hockeyville no well, yeah. well when um one of the characters goes to harvard it's remarked on harvard is in boston <laughs> it's remarked on that it's not that far away uh that's fair i yeah. think right yeah i think they're in massachusetts he goes up there, you know, he's in the, it's his life in the hockey team, learning to be like a good hockey player, learning these team dynamics. He gets a crush on the captain of the hockey team, who <laughs> then uh, might go on to like a, a very exciting NHL career. He's like a hot pick, a hot draft pick for a lot of teams. He's tension about where's he going to go? Who's he going to play with? Is he going to stay connected to, to Biddy? after graduation yeah it's it's very sweet it's just a sweet there's romance in it there's wonderful like platonic friendships and team dynamics in it there's so much pie his bitty his 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 side hobby is that he bakes Mm -hmm. he plays hockey at school he also has a vlog which is mostly about baking and then becomes about hockey and relationship things but it's still always about baking it's it's full of pies there's a pie maybe every other chapter. He, he uses pie as problem solving. He's like, well, I'll just make them pie. Because right. there's a moment there's a moment in the book where he moves into the like dorm house, like the house where all the players are living, and he walks into the kitchen, and we cut to some characters talking, and they come back in the kitchen, and he's produced a pie. And they're like, yeah. you were in there for like five minutes tops. And he's like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's a really fun running motif throughout the book. I, I yeah. like that this is uh, it's a great sports story. It's a great like you said, college kind of coming of age, figuring yourself out story. It's a great romance. And it's like full of pastries also. It didn't need yeah. to have the pastries, but the pastries being in there adds a wonderful dimension to it. Yeah, these are very well-rounded characters. It's very wonderful. Mm-hmm. The book's funny. I there are characters, like I said, I read this in like 2016, 20 late 2016, early 2017. And at that point, I think junior year was done. You know, it's mm-hmm. divided into junior uh freshman through senior years of his undergraduate degree. Uh I don't know if I got to senior year or not. That might have been like where the story was and then i like read all of it at once and then like forgot to come back to it or something you can't when you read a comic and you find it and you read all of it at once you either keep going like very studiously or you don't come back for another two years there's no in between (laughs) but like there's been little bits of the story that have stuck with me like there's so many really charming characters that i've i've never forgotten chowder yeah, Chowder's, Chowder's great. Very special. I, I love Ransom and Holster. 
They're yeah. very good boys. Mm. Uh, shitty. <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Shitty's the I, name I... of a character. Shitty is the name of a character. You you lent me these physical books for me to read um, while we were both at our parents' house. You handed them to me, and I, I gave one of them to Mom because Mom said she wanted to take a look. Like, what's that book oh, no. you guys are reading? <laughs> and she flips through it, and she's like, they all have potty mouths. <laughs> Her mom's a very, very sweet, accepting person of all people. But does not like cursing. She no, will, she doesn't. She will yeah. She will love any person as long as you don't say damn. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So th- that being said, I feel like apart from our mom, uh, very a lot of people could get into this book. There's a lot of different angles you could grab onto. Absolutely. It's only two volumes. Uh, mm-hmm. like only like condensed into like four college years. There is a lot of like bonus content in the back of the books, which is yes. very nice. Oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Two of the characters will explain hockey stuff to you because yes. this is a whole world. Uh, and there'll also be like a very thick chapter at the end of the book that is just all of Eric Biddle's tweets that yeah. he <laughs> tweets out, which it was a real Twitter account. There is a real Twitter account yeah. that ran alongside the webcomic that was in character. And you can go mm-hmm. back and you, you can still see those tweets and he would interact. Uh, the author would interact through Eric Biddle with people on there. It was very nice. And you see all these in the book as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read all the back matter. I read like some of the tweets, but there are so many. There's so of many. Them. Yeah, I can't say I read them all. I read all the ones that were pertinent to like things I was interested in and like all yeah. the ones with pictures. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to do it. OK, we've talked about our matter at hand. And now before we get into our big discussion, we're going to take a break for a little housekeeping. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we're back from housekeeping. Thank you to everyone listening who, who, who enjoys hearing us. We've got podcasts all over the place. Go to the whatnots.com. Is it the whatnots podcast.com? I don't, Kyle always says this part. I don't have it practiced Kyle. yet. Kyle, where are you? you See the Google podcast. <laughs> Kyle, hear us. Uh, you can Google us, and we have many podcasts here on the review show. We've had a, a series of some fun guest episodes while Kyle's on vacation, and he'll be back next week if you're missing your Kyle fix. 
uh, <laughs> on the captain's log. Those have been really fun episodes lately. Again, Kyle's out, me and Alan, Ignacio, Gino. We've been talking a lot about Digimon. We've been talking a lot about uh, what role we would play in a heist. Uh, earlier this week, Alan and I had a big episode about like how you would deal if you had a demon in your house. So listen to that. Hmm. Let us know what you think about our plans. They're doing stuff over at Crossplay. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure they're doing things that are very exciting. And remember our old friend Reactor Core, which we haven't had anything up in a couple weeks, but that is our place for brand content on brand new, exciting, hot topics. We did a reaction to every episode of Loki. We did Black Widow. Maybe we'll be back again soon for The Suicide Squad. We'll see. Mm -hmm. You never know what pop might pop up on that feed. And big thank you to everybody who's on the $5 level on our Patreon that gets you a special shout out here in the show. So thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam, for always being here as a regular member of the podcast discussion. Thank you, Sam. All right. Thanks, Sam. And with that out of the way, now it is time for spoilers. Alan will put in the spoiler sound, and we are now in the spoiler territory. Champs, where would you like to start? I love that they make Eric Captain. Well, let's, let's start yeah. using the, the nicknames. They all have nicknames. Eric Biddle is Eric yes. Biddy. And by senior yeah. year, he's been there for four years. He's seen like two captains come and go that are both people he respects. And then he's yeah. captain. And he's like, oh my gosh, I didn't. I, you guys, I didn't think about this. I was too busy. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. There's... Yeah. It is so much fun to watch this team grow and like get new freshmen coming in every yeah. year. Some of them I kind of lose track of because I'm like, oh, it happens every time they get new players. <laughs> but other ones are really charming. I talked about Chowder. Chowder is one of these new people who joins. You've got Nursey and Dex. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I like Tango asking a million questions and just walking around looking concerned. Yeah, there's every person who's like even in it for just like a couple pages is charming. It's that moment. I think it's after. Also, at some point, Jack Zimmerman, the the boy that Eric, that Biddy loves. Uh, yeah, they win the Stanley Cup. Cup. He goes to go for the Falcons, and they win the Stanley Cup. And they have a moment where they kiss on screen after hiding their relationship for months. Yeah. Uh, and it's big. It's bigger than just their lives. People like hockey fans all over the world are like, oh, wow. The first like college hockey, like gay, like openly gay member. Uh, mm -hmm. And then it cuts to like months later and everyone's like, OK, that was a lot. But now we're back to normal. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's kind of nice because suddenly Biddy is a captain and he's the open and open captain in college mm -hmm. uh but yeah i forgot where i was going with this there's so many things oh it's it's when they're uh it's it's when i think it's when uh uh oh, i have to pull up the names of the characters i had this pulled up earlier because i knew i would forget okay them. uh it's when kent parsons comes over Ooh. to the house kent parsons yeah. had a fling with uh jack zimmerman in like their younger years before college and now he's also a, like a pro NHL player. There's a little bit of tension there. But he mm. came over to the house to talk to Betty to like be like, OK, I, I, I support your uh, relationship. 
I don't know how to do this. I'll see you later. And he's like, come on inside. You have to eat pie while you're here. And one of his teammates that he was there with came into the house and talked to one of the people that was living at the house. He's like, I think we're second cousins. And like these background characters are just like getting along and be like, how do you, where do, what are you from? What do you do? And they're just like chatting. I love that. I love the, the amount of detail they put to the background of this world. Mm-hmm. And there's such big friendship vibes going on in the background, like with little things like that, like people who are just to happen to be in the same place at the same time, like they'll find something that they can connect on. They'll find some sort of a dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah, all uh, these characters feel very rich. There's a lot to like about these characters. Let's uh, ransom and holster are two. I think they're the year under Jack. When Biddy joins the team in yeah. freshman year, the seniors are uh, Jack Zimmerman and Shitty. <laughs> Shitty. Shitty. Shitty, they don't, you don't find out Shitty's real name and they don't find out until like book two, maybe senior year. So he's Shitty all this time. He's a yeah. senior. Below them, I think, is uh, Ransom and Holster, who are two mm-hmm. best friends. Uh, and then I, I can't believe i don't remember who else is on there but they're the next like graduating classes yeah and then uh, lardo is in their class lardo oh, yeah. is <laughs> this like very cute small girl who is the team's manager and yeah. like she'd been like studying abroad when biddy joined the team and everybody's just talking about somebody named lardo who can like drink anybody under the table is an absolute monster and so biddy's picturing this like giant meat wall of a man and then here walks in this like five foot lady like hey i'm lardo yeah and, <laughs> and shitty is just like lardo and like clearly has a very close <laughs> relationship that grows into them mm. dating by the end of the book which is very yeah sweet. i liked i liked that evolution i liked how slow and quiet and in the background that was like it's not even really confirmed until like Biddy goes to the house they're sharing with Ransom and Holster and there's just a map of like, here's the layout of the house and like, here's where everybody's room is. And you just see that Shitty and Lardo are sharing a room. Yeah, like it's very hush hush. They even talk about it when uh, Jack and Biddy come out to them like, hey, we're in it. We're dating. And then they point at like Shitty and Lardo like, well, huh? Huh? And they're like, yeah. no, 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 nothing. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ignored and, until it's confirmed um, yeah but yeah the the track of this book of, of this series so like book one it's all about now that we've gushed about stuff <laughs> yeah. book one is all about biddy coming to this hockey team falling for jack zimmerman who he he says never fall for a straight guy uh mm-hmm. jack zimmerman has a lot of crushing anxiety about su- about succeeding mm. because his his dad is like the big bad Bob Zimmerman is the yeah. name they give him so he has a, like a lock, a hockey legacy behind him so he yeah. has a lot of like crippling anxiety that has caused him to like lose it before and now the hockey world's like I don't know about this guy he lost it once I don't know if he has the chops yeah i liked Jack's story and I like that that was something that had already happened to him Mm -hmm. like he's already been through maybe the low point of his life and we see him when he's getting back up on his feet like it seems like maybe when he was 
out of high school or something. Yeah, I think out of high school. Like he had the opportunity to be drafted by the NHL right out of high school, but he was so nervous about being at like peak performance that he was on a lot of anxiety meds and he overdosed and he had to go to rehab. And then he sort of like lost that hot streak that he he was on. He lost lost a lot of the attention. Yeah, yeah. And then instead of like trying to get back into it or going to like some huge hockey school, he's like, I need something quieter. Let me go to this smaller college in Massachusetts somewhere. And I'll just slowly, steadily like build up good hockey skills there while like taking more time for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So Jack is dealing with all of that while he is, uh, I think he's coach captain or he's, he's team captain two years in a row, I think. They pick him two years in a row. Uh, So he's captain and he's like trying to do his best. And meanwhile, Biddy is like, for one, trying to get used to like the hockey world, trying to like find himself. And at the same time, he's like, like Kim and Jack are kind of trying, like building a back and forth and eventually Mm. becomes a friendship. There's a nice moment in the first book where they're in like the playoffs. So the whole team is on the bus and you get a lot of bus banter, and they're just all growing beards because yeah. they're on the bus. Yeah. And that's just a wholesome moment where you see the boys just hanging out, and you can see the friendship blossoming between Biddy <laughs> and uh, Jack. Yeah. Also, everyone in hockey gets, they all nickname each other. This is a real thing. Uh, the mm-hmm. author of the book, uh, Ngozi, did a lot of hockey research for a previous story about hockey and wound herself, found herself tumbling into the world of hockey and needing to write another story about it so yeah this is a real thing in hockey people players nickname each other there's a lot of like uh camaraderie involved with hockey you mm-hmm. can look in the back about all their hockey slang that they use and it's all real it's all 100 real uh, yeah i yeah. like that detail and authenticity with this that you're really learning about a field that maybe you know nothing about the hockey angle is what brought me to this in the first place I was seeing it around Tumblr. It looked cute and romantic, and I liked that. But the fact that it was specifically about hockey made me read it then. As I was dating a boy from Alaska who'd oh, been that was playing then. hockey since he was like three. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I, I, I got to know stuff about hockey now. He wants to take me to hockey games. He wants to take me ice skating. I yeah. better read this thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, you get the whole like romance with Eric and Jack towards the end of the first book. Uh, at the end of the first book, they kiss for the first time. At preview mm. of like no dating, nothing. Jack has just graduated and is going yeah. on to his NHL career. And he looks at his dad and his, at his dad. And his dad is like, are you OK? You look like you've forgot something. And he says, if you need to do anything, you're not going to be back here for a while. Go do what you need to do. And he runs mm. and he and he finds Biddy still packing to go home and he kisses him. And he says, I'll call mm-hmm. you. And then the book ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good end to that year. And then you pick up with him at the beginning of Biddy's next school year. And he's just he's talking on his vlog, which is the sort of framing device that a lot of these chapters use. He's like, I'm seeing someone. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Also, mm-hmm. he's from Georgia. I don't know if I mentioned he's that. That's deeply very southern, <laughs> deeply southern, yes. and which was also part of his like why he was struggling to come out because he's got a very. Mm-hmm you know, strict dad who was his coach and like football. Uh, yeah. Also, we didn't talk about how like Biddy 
has a lot of anxiety himself when it comes to checking in hockey, yeah. like bumping into each other. If he gets hit once, if he gets nudged, he'll like mm -hmm. crumple and like fall and like be like unavailable to the world for a few moments. Uh, yeah. And Jack was working with him on getting through that anxiety, which was therapeutic for them both and kind of helped uh, build their relationship better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a nice uh, journey for his character to have. And that feeds in his background. His dad was a football coach. Tried to, you know, get his boy to play football when he was little and he like mm -hmm. couldn't stand getting tackled. Like <laughs> he would pass out exactly. And now that he's like, I love skating, let me do hockey. What do you mean this is also a physical contact sport? <laughs> I don't want to be like crushed against a wall by all these big, like padded up men. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll pass out. I think there's a moment in the first book where he gets checked and he gets like knocked off his feet. And he's soaring through the air and he's talking to you, the reader. And he's yeah. like, this is this is why I don't like getting checked. And he's like, while he's soaring through the air and about to hit the ice, he's like, if there's a reason I don't like getting checked, it's not it's not like the hit. It's not the impact. It's the time you have in between the fall that really messes me up. And then he oh. you see everyone reacting to him fall and everyone has like a snap like, oh, no, it at what the. Where everyone has like mm -hmm. a, a same a part of the same thought as they see uh, Biddy hit the ice. Mm -hmm. There's just a, the action scenes in these hockey games yeah. are very well well produced, and Ngozi did a great job uh, creating all those action scenes in there. There aren't a lot, mm -hmm. but when they are there, they are great. Um, yeah, even not knowing much about hockey, I got to go to one hockey game. Uh, as I understood it, it's basically ice Quidditch and they yeah. really do fight. Like I thought like hockey fighting was like something that had been blown out of proportion. Like, Oh, they used to fight a lot in like the seventies, but it's toned down now. <laughs> no. It's really not as violent. No. Like I, I've sat down in my seat for 90 seconds. They're already punching each other. I'm like, I thought this was a myth. <laughs> no, they really punch each other and they protect each other. So like if, if, uh, one of you gets like checked wrong. The rest, the rest of the team is gonna rise up and fight for you. It's very wholesome. Yeah, the hockey. The the one hockey game was very fun to watch. They're they're so graceful. They're these graceful mm -hmm. battle angels just flying around this ice field. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the, the book one ends with a kiss. The second book book starts, and I thought, okay, second book is gonna be all about their like long distance relationship. While Biddy is still at Samwell, and mm. Jack is fighting for the uh, Falcons, playing for the Falcons. Yeah. No, the, the, the long distance the relationship. It, no, it's the Falcons. Okay. I think uh, Kent Parsons plays for like the Buccaneers or something. No, he plays for the Aces, the Las the Vegas Aces. Aces. Is it Falconers? I thought I might be wrong. Well, I can look it up real quick. It, it really, it's one syllable. They just call them the Falks the whole time. It does yeah. not matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought that was going to be the whole book was them figuring out this long distance thing and maybe trying to do like coming out as an, a, a gay NHL player. But mm -hmm. they resolved that within like the first two chapters. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. So like Biddy or Jack came out to like his parents and like, oh yeah, okay. 
they're like cool with it. His team, the Fal- the Falcons are cool with it. The Falks. Uh saying it short like that doesn't feel right. It's it has a bad mouthfeel to me. Falks. Uh, yeah. Falks. It's not um, as easy to say as it is to just see written down. Yeah. Exactly. Uh but yeah, and then we kind of get the struggle of when the like semester ends and it's summer break, like Biddy's mom calling him and like, aren't you going to come home? He's like, actually, I'm going to stay with my uh, with Jack. You know, Jack, uh, we're going to stay together like up here without telling them that he's in a relationship and they don't see that he's in a relationship until the big kiss on TV where Jack mm-hmm. and his team win the Stanley Cup and Biddy rushes to the field and they have a small moment of. Uh, Jack's like, oh, I could kiss you right now. And Biddy, like, his eyes open. He's like, then let's do it. Let's do it right yeah. now. Let's, let's, let's kiss. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's be out. Yeah, and do, I, and I liked glorious. that bit a lot. It's nice to see, like, this little... You've seen so many, like, big sweeping kisses, like, in entertainment. To have this little exchange of, I would like to kiss you. Okay, yes, I, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially such a public kiss like this. They're like, we're both in on it awesome yeah. let's we both have go con- we both have consent we both know what this means let's do it yeah yeah and it does yeah. have a lot of meaning behind it but i like that the story is always just about like this one guy trying to figure out himself and figure out this relationship with this man he really loves and they are aware we're really symbolic to a lot of people like we really have to represent this whole community, all of these people that have been struggling or trying to find themselves or really want to be out there in the world being themselves. Like they both have to learn to navigate those waters when they're like, all I really wanted to do was kiss my boyfriend and like tell my parents, look, this is my boyfriend that I kiss. They're like, we have to give interviews now. Like who we are has taken on a greater meaning. Yeah. Biddy, there's a moment where he talks about getting fan mail. People will like send him like mail, like, hey, Thank you so much for doing this. This means a whole lot to me as, as like a still closeted gay person in my community. Like this means a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another big part of the second book where we meet Whiskey. Who is a new member of the Samuel hockey team. He, he kind of joins the team and he's, he's very quiet. He's very shy and he doesn't like say a whole lot. Uh, but the other people that uh, signed on the team with with him uh bully uh tango and like one of the other kids i can't remember louis uh, louis yeah the one with the headphones yeah they uh are at like a, a party in the college town that is notorious for always getting like busted up cops being called mm. drugs being done so biddy at this point being captain is like Mm-mm-mm. and he marches <laughs> over there and he like yeah. stops them from flirting like you too out out on the porch right now and like even like the cool bully who is i think his name is like river or something river bullyson it's always a short <laughs> version of their last name uh, yeah. river uh he's like out on the porch right now uses their first names and then he sees in the background he sees whiskey uh like kissing another guy like in like a closeted space and mm. they they share eye contact and whiskey runs out and biddy doesn't get a chance to say anything so for the next Mm. few books there's a lot of tension between these two characters as every time biddy tries to bring up and like apologize and try and connect in some way whiskey like ignores him doesn't say anything leaves 
uh, or like mm-hmm. ignores the question altogether. And so there's a lot of tension with this character for like the rest of the book uh, up until I think it's like pretty like late in the book, maybe the like second to the last few chapters where they're going into the playoffs, into the finals for the Samuel hockey team. And they have a moment like of whiskey being like, I don't hate you. And it's not like I don't want your support, but I'm not ready. And thank mm-hmm. you for not saying anything and respecting my privacy. And it wasn't a moment yeah. of like, I need your help to come out. It's like, I need, I don't need you to do anything. I just need you to respect my privacy, which is another very important part of like coming of age is like being patient with yourself and waiting until you're ready and expecting that of all the people that know about you. Uh, mm. And that was just like a really nice resolution moment. Yeah. I, this series was good at as soon as i noticed like hey i think this thing is missing i'd like to see more of it it would show up yeah like biddy goes to the school and he says samuel is one of the most lgbt friendly schools on you know in america and when he comes out to shitty shit he's like oh yeah people come out to me all the time this has (laughs) happened like eight times over the last month yeah man it's cool it's very cool with everybody Mm -hmm. and i think lardo mentions like she hangs out the house so much because she's like two girls in her dorm who are dating each other and there's a lot Mm -hmm. of drama for the longest time like biddy and jack are the only actual queer characters that we have and i was like if you told me this is a very lgbt like friendly campus i can see that in the characters but like i'd like to see a little bit more of that like is there a campus event we get to know the rest of the community at the campus and then biddy just goes to once he's made captain he goes to like the mixer with other team captains and then a lot of them are like oh yeah nice so you came out i'm also gay and i'm like good this is what i was looking for yeah there's like this little group of like team captains when biddy needs like i need to like lean on someone to learn about being a captain Mm -hmm. because jack isn't here and ransom and holster are like off with uh shitty and lardo and he meets these other team captains that are like, oh, yeah, we're also mostly like 80 percent like, like <laughs> of the queer community. Uh, yes. So you, we're also kind of a GSA. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, kind of nice. But yeah. Another thing that I had been looking for, like I didn't notice I was missing until I'm in like book three. I was like, what what is Biddy's major? What is he going oh, yeah. to school for? <laughs> because the, it talks about one class that he took. He managed to get into a senior history seminar that was like uh, women and food in American history. Because he loves baking. He like got sure, into yeah. that class. But it wasn't clear to me. Like it is not named any other classes he's taking. No. And then we get to senior year and it's a big plot point that it's like, Biddy, you have to write your thesis. And I'm like, <laughs> Finally. Like, yeah. I was looking for this thing, and the story's like, here it is. Like, it's also like the story is commenting on, it has been kind of missing up until now. It confirms Biddy is an American history major, and he's writing this thesis on, like, evolving Southern baking practices post-World War II. Yeah. And there's this really fun storyline where the rest of the team are trying to get him to like crack down and write his thesis because yes, yes. like he hasn't I, been doing it and his advisor's like you can't 
be in the playoffs until you at least turn in a rough draft of it. And he's like, I did turn in a rough draft. And she's like, you gave me a pie. That's not the same. <laughs> and they I... like make him stop recreationally baking so that mm-hmm. he can focus on writing about baking. And they print up these flyers that say, do not let this bad boy bake. <laughs> it's it's in like Comic campus. Sans. There's sharks on the poster for no reason. Yeah. You can tell like Chowder probably made this flyer because it's covered in clip art of sharks. And like, it's so perfectly done. I, I want to spend so much time talking about this singular flyer because like some of the clip art is like blown up too big and it's pixelated. Like one of the sharks has a word bubble that says like, if you see him in any student kitchens, like, email the hockey team manager and it but it's not a real word bubble it's like a circle with a line like a little pointy <laughs> line drawn to it he couldn't find the actual word bubble tool here it's i got pulled up one flyer is yeah. such a it's so well made and i really want that printed on aprons i want aprons that say do not let this bad boy bake yeah that would be lovely i do you know that is the one, because this is a webcomic, but I've been reading it physically, so I'm like, well, I can read a little yeah. bit before the show starts. And that was the one chapter I read was that one, because uh, <laughs> it is just so good. It's, it's too, like, it's like two cartoony sharks and then, like, a realistic yeah. shark. And there's, like, bit crush on, like, the word bubble. So it, it yeah. looks, like, pixelated. Yeah, it's uh-huh. very, very good. And just the mo- there, there's three of them holding him off. <laughs> while uh dex <laughs> is disconnecting the wires from the oven mm-hmm. and he's like even if they undo the padlock on the oven eric won't be able to do anything even bagel bites uh <laughs> it's just it's just nice to see the team like rib each other but at the same time mm-hmm. like no biddy you have to do this you're our captain you have yeah. to make it to playoffs you have you have to stop baking <laughs> for 10 minutes and write your thesis and then the way he gets away with it is he's texting Jack about it, and Jack's like, ha ha ha, they took your oven away, ha ha ha. Uh, <laughs> and Eric's like, I will lose your number, sir. Uh, <laughs> and Jack says, well, what's your thesis about anyway? You, you said you already have tons of sources. And so he's like, what's my thesis? Here's my thesis. And he just starts, like, texting him blocks and blocks and blocks of text. And we cut to Jack's side, and he's, like, at lunch, with other Falcon players, and they're like, dude, your phone's going off a lot. He's like, yeah, I'm tricking Eric into writing his thesis. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, he's at 2,400 words by now, which is just oh. a very cute and charming, like, both, like, point of their relationship and just, like, a very wholesome part of the, of the chapter. <laughs> yeah, I like the, I will lose your number, sir, because that is kind of how Biddy, uh, jokingly addresses jack he's always calling him mr zimmerman yeah he, he's, it's he's, really he's, cute yeah full, full knowns whereas uh jack is always calling him biddy he only calls mm-hmm. him eric once which at the end of the book he proposes yeah and, and that's the only time we see him say eric uh would you marry me mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which at the end this is like the very end of the book he proposes <laughs> biddy faints uh just like he does when he's like checked on the ice uh and he wakes up he's like it looks the and jack's like is on the ice yeah yeah they're on center ice because biddy's saying goodbye we have to wear skates when we do this or it's not real <laughs> exactly and he wakes up and he, and he says yes and then everyone 
uh, Ransom Holster, Shitty Lardo, and everyone that's still on the hockey team come out of the bleachers, uh, like, out of, like, the, the pit and, like, say, yeah, yeah, and are cheering for them. And the book ends, the story ends with, like, a pickup game between everyone yeah. playing hockey. I love that that's how they immediately celebrate. You're engaged? We gotta play hockey. <laughs> it's really sweet. It's so true. Yeah. Uh, th- there's also a moment where uh, Jack, or not Jack, Eric, Biddy, wins the, like, his team, the Samuel hockey team, wins the playoffs. And the way these hockey boys party, they throw oh. uh, kegsters, which are just legendary. Like, every chapter there's a kegster. It's like how they commune with the world. They throw a kegster for everything. There's just a mm. lot of partying, and it's very nice to see. Even when they won, like, the Stanley Cup, there was just, like, I don't, there was a string of, like, texts on the page of everyone was like, where are you at? I'm, com- I'm coming to the kegster right now. I'm driving up. I don't care. I- <laughs> Something's up. A fire just got started. I don't know what happened. The fire department's here. <laughs> Yeah, a cigar was dropped into tub juice. Tub juice. Tub juice is, it's like jungle juice. I don't know if you've ever experienced the smell at a party. I've, I've, I've heard of such a thing. I've, I've never been provided it, no. T- typically, it's, yeah, either someone has a formula in their mind of a mass yeah, amount formula. of alcohol that is combined to create a jungle juice or a tub juice, uh, and... More often than not, it's just the last remaining flex and like gallons of like whatever alcohol you've left all in one Oof. jug that everyone drinks oh. out of. Yep, that's it's that's like an utterly classless Long Island iced tea. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, there's there's so many good moments in the house, and like the last moments, one of the last moments of the second book is uh, Biddy giving his dibs to whiskey. Dibs mm. is the house way of being like, hey, you can have my room next semester. Yeah. More often than not, like you have to make like the freshman or whoever work for it. You have to like do all these errands for them or what have you. But uh, Biddy just kind of shakes Whiskey's hands like you've earned it. Uh, And I forget who they make captain. I think Dex. It's Dex. Yeah, Dex gets captain. I thought it'd be Chowder. Uh, Chowder's so enthusiastic, but you got to give it to Dex in that he's very on the ball with things. He's very detail oriented. Dex gets work done. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dex is captain and he gives his uh dibs to whiskey, and it's like a nice little moment. The boys mm-hmm. are good. The boys are good. Yeah, they're they're all great. I talked about how I I've remembered Chowder for years. I one of my favorite little storylines is that Dex and Nursey are always arguing with each other. Dex is like very uptight. He's very easily frustrated. He just wants things done a certain way. And Nursey's like aggravatingly chill. Yeah. Like one of my favorite bits is that like Nursey will just even if there's plenty of like benches around campus and like wooden chairs and stuff out there, he's always lounging on a pile of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> just, like that's how he ex- he exists on campus he's the man he's like this uh, chill like poetic man in a pile of leaves and dex is like i can't handle this i hate him yeah when, when they, they're doing the dibs they do the dibs for lardo's room and they get confused like i thought i was supposed to get dibs i thought i was supposed to get dibs 
So both Nursey and Dex are both vying for these dibs. <laughs> Biddy, like somebody flips a coin and the coin lands upright in a crack in the floor and they're like, wow, a miracle, truly a sign. You must share this room. Yeah. So they're in like a set of bunk beds. And then like Nursey breaks his armor's leg or something. And so he's stuck in that bed. He's there all the time and he's driving Dex crazy. So Dex, he has the bottom bunk and he like builds himself like a little cottage around his bunk bed. He's always like <laughs> building and fixing things. He just walls himself in and he has like a tiny door. It's like a little kid's like playhouse. Yeah. He's he can't like, stand I'm it. never leaving. I can't hear you from down here now. <laughs> Yeah, eventually he gets, like, fed up and moves to the basement and has, like, a little bungalow. Uh, mm -hmm. But, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. Ransom and Holster. They're great! I <laughs> They're best friends, and they, they you can tell. Uh, <laughs> Ransom is, like, Justin Oleranzi from, like, he's, like, Nigerian-Canadian. Yeah. And... Mm. Uh, Holster is like, like Brick Holtz is his last name. Yeah, yeah, like Adam Burke Holtz. Adam Burke Yeah, it Holtz. is fun to like do the math and see how they got everybody's nickname from their real name. Like Lardo's given name is Larissa, mm -hmm. so she gets to be Lardo. Chowder yeah. is like Christopher Chow. Yeah, there's there's always a very you're going to have a nickname right away. <laughs> yeah, except for Jack, who doesn't get one. But yeah. <laughs> Jack's no fun. He's has been and always will be Jack Zimmerman. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they call him the Zims, but very briefly. <laughs> <laughs> His middle name is Laurent. Yeah. Oh, don't they give him a name in the a nickname in the uh, once he joins the Falks? Is he like Zimmy or something like that? Oh, yeah. Um, Tater calls him Zimboni. Zimboni, that's what it is, yeah. But it's like <laughs> right, really only Tater that calls him that. Yeah, and Tater is this Russian player named Alexei Mashkov, which is how yeah. they got to potatoes. T Tater's great. Yeah, I love Tater a lot. I love because when they're they're like still hiding it from the world. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric, of course, has all this time been sending like baked goods and like uh, yeah. preservatives to Jack, like. <clears throat> He sends him like homemade jam and uh, like homemade like peanut butter, which is like almond butter. And yeah. he has like a PBJ like before every game. Yeah. And, and Tate gets a hold of this uh, and like starts having them make sandwiches for everyone and then eventually making jam for everyone. And by the time that uh, they come out to the team, uh, Tater is just like, so you don't have a girlfriend? Who's been making the pies? He's been making the pies? Well, I don't care. Keep making pies. This is right. <laughs> I don't care what who you are, which end you are. I need more of this food. Right. He's so like kind of overbearing. Like Jack will be on the phone, like, yeah, I love you. And then Mashov's like, ah ha ha, on the phone with your girlfriend, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Zimboni. And and then he's like, and then he does meet Betty and he's like, I, we we joked a lot, but we know you are boy now. We thank you for pies. You are a member of team. Yeah, yeah, they're very accepting of him right away. There's a family day at the NHL oh. uh, at at their like rink, and so like everyone's family is there, everyone's wives are there, and Biddy's there with Jack, 
and he's just like there, like having anxiety, like, uh, like I, I don't know what's gonna happen. <clears throat> and we cut to at one point, Biddy like playing with another team member's kids, uh, mm-hmm. like taking them on a sled around the rink and stuff like that. And they turn to Jack, and he's like, "Is he serious about babysitting?" He's like, "Oh, but he's always serious about babysitting." <laughs> so it's it's nice that he's like. He's afraid of entering this world, but he's also incredibly going to be going to be very incredibly accepted once he's in it. Uh, yeah. And it's just very wholesome. Yeah, I like that there's a lot of like understandable trepidation in this story. But then everybody is so kind. Uh, that was something I appreciated that the characters that you think would be more antagonistic weren't. Like Biddy's got a very strained relationship with his father, but his yeah. father is ultimately like. I look, I was hesitant to like call Jack your boyfriend, but I still think I like Jack. I like that you two are in each other's lives. I support that. It's something new I have to get adjusted to, but I don't not want Jack here. I don't not want you to be yourself. Yeah. And like, even as like sort of strained and awkward and just old dad who doesn't get it that his dad is, his dad's always like, when he sees them like they hug each other like i love you son i love you dad like he's still open enough to do that he's got some stuff figured out he's like on his way to figuring out other things talked about like jack's dad being this huge hockey star and jack growing up with all of this anxiety so you'd expect that when you meet jack's dad he's like a real hard case like very strict on jack and he isn't you wonder if maybe he was once and he's worked himself out of that Kent Parsons, you think he's going to be this absolute recurring jerk. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up at the end like, I feel bad about what I did. I could apologize to Jack, but I think Jack doesn't even care that much. And it would be for me and not for him. Yeah. But I needed to tell someone. So, Biddy, can I tell you? Like, all of these characters that would be the villains of the piece get diffused. They get softened, which I liked. I liked that there aren't any, like, hard angles on this story no there's there's no one to defeat to like yeah. prove wrong in this <laughs> yes. everyone eventually gets common sense and it's like this is fine there's nothing wrong with this there is a moment where where biddy is doing an interview about being you know uh like a captain about being openly gay uh and he is doing this interview and we're cutting back to different moments as he's answering questions mm. And they talk about, do you ever get like, you know, any anger towards you on the ice? And we do cut to like team members or of or members of the opposing team while they're in the middle of a game, like giving him like a lot of grief and like giving him like death threats and stuff like that. And like calling him names and Biddy just like getting like, like further and further inside his own head while he's playing until Dex saves the day and like yeah. checks the guy out of the way. And Biddy's like, thank you for yeah. that. He's like, yeah, that guy sucked. I, I loved doing that. That guy was an asshole. That was a wonderfully illustrated piece. I like that it's Dex that is chosen to be the person who, who comes to Biddy's aid. Because while he's, everybody in the team is nice, Dex is the least overtly, outwardly, kindly. Like he's, like, he's always on people's side. He's supportive, but he's supportive in this very sort of snippy way where he's always yeah. frustrated about something else. I like that that out of all the team members, like that's the one pick to like be in this scene with Biddy and looking at those little panels of like all these other opposing teammates insulting him. They're like very close close ups on just like 
little bits of limbs and equipment while they're in the middle of this hockey scuffle. And I looked at it and I'm like, it's not clear if this is an entire team. Maybe this is one person. He just keeps mm-hmm. running into one guy over and over again over the course of this game. It's really ambiguous how much time and how many people that series of panels represents. If this was mm-hmm. a recurring problem, if it was like, there was one guy who was terrible to me during one game and we shut it down. Oh, it's, it's not sure. And you can read it however you need to read it of a, a one-off occurrence or a more recurring problem. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, going back to your, like, uh, villains kind of thing. Uh, mm. The story about his dad, like, going to spend, like, Christmas with his dad, with him and Jack. Yeah. That's, like, a whole plot line. There's a whole bunch of chapters about that. Of... Because the last time we see his parents is when they're kissing at center ice on like mm. uh, when they win the Stanley Cup. Uh, and his mom was like, please come home. I hate that you can't mm. think you can come home here. Uh, I, I honestly don't know how your dad's do- reacting, but please come home. He's, he still loves you. Uh, mm. And he comes home and he's like, OK, I'm going to be here for as little time as possible. Uh, and then he like wakes up and his dad had taken Jack shopping. Like they went to like the hardware store and like, come with me, <laughs> come with me while I run errands. And of course he's like, you know, like a, a winning hockey star now. So they keep getting stopped and getting pictures and they have like a nice little moment with, uh, uh, Biddy's dad and Jack of like, mm. I appreciate you and my son. Like, in the most, like, broken, like, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this. I don't want to say the word gay. <laughs> I'm afraid of that word. So I'm just going to say that I really like you, too. And the whole time, Biddy is still having, like, tension with his dad. Like, just say gay. Just say relationship. Mm. Stop saying your friend Jack. Mm. Like, just, just say, say it what it is. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like you don't accept me because you're not accepting my relationship. And I need that mm. more than anything right now. So that's a very nice moment where they're, they're just like talking like back and forth where it just keeps saying, your friend Jack, your friend Jack, your friend Jack, your friend Jack. Yeah. And Biddy's like snaps at him like, please say boyfriend, say boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, then he finally does. And he's like, uh, I support you 100%. You didn't need to worry about me not supporting you. I'm working on myself and I need to I need mm. to push forward on my own uh, perceptions right now. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, I like the relation. His mom's a real treat. She, she's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And I like that his dad did get to be oh, a more down to earth. Uh, I was expecting him to be harsher. I didn't remember yeah. much about meeting his dad from when I first read this book. I don't, I'm not sure if I even got there. But I like that when we met his dad, it's like this dad has some things figured out. Yeah. He does like he does care about his son. He's just gruff and out of date. <laughs> he's but he's yeah. working on it. Yeah. 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 There's um there's several times where his mom comes up to school uh and he's like, take a picture at the ice, let's take a picture over here. Let's let's meet that Dilf, Bob Zimmerman, and take a picture <laughs> with him. Yeah, because uh, several so since uh, Biddy's mom meets Bob Zimmerman, she's always asking Biddy like, "Tell me about how's how's Jack, how's Bob, how are they doing?" Mm. Uh, 
But yeah, his parents are are good. Uh, mm. Mel, Mel, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have a thousand roaches in your house? Oh or my god! Not know there is a person living in your attic. Uh, this <laughs> is the question that had the team arguing with each other for like mm. a whole day, I think, as they're cutting between them being on like bus time, like arguing yeah. with each other, like in like a coffee shop on the bus and everyone's like what team are you on are you on team roaches or team person <laughs> and they're both like reasoning with each other and like uh ransom is just like it's like i don't even know you people how would you have that so right. the, the ran ransom's got like a very clear idea of what he thinks is winning he's keeping tally there's like a running motif of ransom always working on a spreadsheet like, yeah, I made a spreadsheet for us to try and figure out what NHL team Jack should sign to. Yeah. Meanwhile, Holster is <laughs> always endearing. like, I think we can make a play out of this. Like when mm -hmm. the first time Biddy faints, he's like, I think we can make a play out of this. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. He's like, well, what are the things that we do and what sort of offenses can we turn them into? Let's get real danger roomy up in here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 I mm. I think I would also be on team uh, there's a person secretly living in your house because if those there's always one person, there's rarely <laughs> ever more than one. But if you've got a thousand cockroaches, there could very easily be a thousand more. That's true. If you knew and without like a, a person doubt living that it was and like a person roaches. living in your <laughs> a person living in your house may not have any long structural damage to the building itself. I feel like if you have roaches that speaks ill of the condition of your home as a physical space, <laughs> like some Maybe. inspector's going to come in and have like, oh, you got you got to get that fixed up. That's a problem. But I feel like if somebody's just secretly been living in there, it's like, OK, well, we wall that up and it won't happen again. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with the house. We're going to we're going to cast him a Montadillo, this guy. Uh, don't worry about <laughs> that. We're going to wall Take him out. We're going to wall him, him in there somewhere else. <laughs> No. Well, well, I think it's like the same amount of like psychological damage. I guess mm. the difference is a thousand roaches. The the worst thing you can think is imagine them all swarming you at once. You that's that's the most alarming thing. Like yeah, and it would be the most psychological damage for that instant. But knowing there's been a person in your house, not knowing if they're like watching you like what they're doing, like what they've been doing all this time, that's long-lasting psychological damage because that's not something yeah. you can get, away, get out of your head right away after knowing it. No, I know. I still think about the Babysitter's Club book, The Ghost at Dawn's House, where Dawn discovers that there's a secret passage that leads from her room to a barn on her family property and somebody could have been traveling back and forth and getting into her room. It is a haunting thought. But I don't I, know. I feel I like I was thinking of the the uh, Treehouse of Horror, where they where they find Bart's brother. Oh yes, yeah. Well, like he Homer and Marge put him up there. It's not like he was like another resident of Springfield who like snuck in but and Bart started didn't living know. in there. <laughs> See, it opens up so many questions. I understand how they would talk about this for an entire series of bus rides up and down the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I'm, mm -hmm. I want to say I'm Team Roaches, because I feel like 
What's a thousand little things that a, an exterminator can't fix? I can leave Georgia's my room. Georgia's big. Yeah, but if there's only a limited, if there's a dead number of a thousand of them, uh, that's a very easy job for an exterminator, I feel like. Um, that's also true. You, also, you just leave your house and fumigate it. You can also do that for the person living in your house. You can just leave no, the house and fumigate don't, it. Don't kill them. Just get them somewhere. Just get them another residence. I don't know if the roaches need another residence. Not unless they're going to become like showbiz bugs. No, that's a roach motel. You have to get a very big roach motel. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about the art of these books. Sure. I, I really liked... There's some inventive panel structures going on, especially with how large of a cast there is and how many big conversations there are. Like the uh, <clears throat> after the Falconers win the Stanley Cup, there's like a background patchwork of just all of these photos that people have taken over the celebrations that ensue, covered just like with all of these text bubbles of everybody texting each other, freaking out, trying to plan a party. <laughs> uh, I think it's shitty that brings up like an old childhood photo of yeah. Jack from like when Jack was a baby and his dad had won the Stanley Cup. And so there's a yeah. photo of the family with the cup. And it's shitty texting this photo and it just says, this baby is now a Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> and it's like the goofiest little baby face. Yeah. <laughs> there's also the joke about uh, Jack uh, as a baby pooping in, in the Stanley Cup. Uh, yeah. And apparently, Bob Zimmerman had won twice, and he had done it both times. So he's the oh. only NHL player to win the cup who has pooped in it twice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we live in a cup city. We've we've had the cup. We have. I don't yeah. know what's happened to it, except for that. Just like a bunch of guys with dating profiles got their picture taken next to the cup, <laughs> and they're like, "Look, ladies, I sat next to the cup," and I'm like, "I understand." I, I'm not marrying the cup. Stop which, showing me the cup. Which has higher merit in a dating profile picture? Next to the Stanley Cup or holding a big fish? Neither. I Neither. guess the cup. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like either. Did show yeah. me a, a pleasant picture of you with your grandparents. That I can get in on. <laughs> He's a granny's show man. Me, show me a truly inventive Halloween costume. Yeah. That's fair. Uh... Show me, show me you making the same pose as a piece of art in a museum. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> Are you listening, men? Folks? <laughs> Fellas! Tune Fellas. in! Uh, but yeah, I think the way it works is after you win the Stanley Cup, I, I'm pretty sure every player gets it for one day where they can mm. go and like take it wherever they want, bring it home, drink out of it, whatever you want to do. They get it for one day. <laughs> Uh, and then it goes to the team, and then usually there's like business opportunities, like team, like businesses want to bring like you know the Stanley Cup to their business so people can take pictures, and there's probably a lot of like brand deals and stuff. I don't know, but I know everyone gets yeah. it for one day. I know when St. Louis won it like two years ago, it got to go to the Muni. It just came out uh, at curtain call for Footloose, like and everybody, the cup. We did it. We parade yeah. the cup around. We got the band to. The play Gloria. Mm, Hockey yeah. celebrations are true, having not been a part of them, but just living in a city that overall is a conglomerate got to do a hockey celebration. It is good energy. It is, yeah. Uh, we had a priest, like, the day that we were going to, like, play the final game in the playoffs, 
my office had like a little hockey party and mm-hmm. there was beer there. And I didn't drink any because I'm not a beer person. To, I, mm. like, I like my wine and cocktails. I'm like, there's booze in the office. That's a first. And then we won. I'm like, I wonder if we'll do that again next time yeah. we're in the playoffs. Like, maybe it's like a, a good luck charm. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. That is, uh, there's a lot of superstition to that. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Plenty yeah. of, I liked all the hockey culture in the book, like all the superstition and all of the, there's there are little comics in the back, little bonus comics. It's Ransom and Holster like explaining hockey things, and I love the one where they explain hockey butts. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> like a little like almost like it's a 1950s film strip or something. Like they're talking about this, and then some like ten year old kid skates up and says, "But my butt is whack and busted. Are you telling me that if I keep playing hockey, I could have a butt like Jack Zimmerman?" And they're like, "Yes, you can, boy." Never stop believing. Keep playing and you'll grow a, pr- a prodigious backport like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, they're always talking about how good Jack's butt is. And like, mm-hmm. there's like a shot of them uh, like sneaking in while he's brushing his teeth and looking in the mirror like, <laughs> and he- here we have the wild Zimmerman with the, with the Stick- biggest butt. Just standing there in his boxer briefs like. I'm not, yeah. I have to get work done, please. Please go to bed. Talking about the, the art of this book, the way uh, Ngozi drew Jack Zimmerman is very mm. handsome. He's He's got, yes. the way he is, is he's got like, you know, chiseled features because it's, it's uh. comics. There's, it's all angles. Uh, yeah. His eyes are like sad. They're like droopy eyes. So uh. he's got like tired eyes, but they're like a brilliant, like pale blue uh, yes. Which is like bluer than anyone in the comic, which is like a nice mm-hmm. way to draw your eye. Like this is the romance interest. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it is. And whereas Biddy has solid black cartoon eyes as opposed yeah. to everyone else that has like colored eyes. They're like he colored like little tin circles. Tin. Yeah. Yeah. Jack is the only one I think that gets pupils too. Uh, whereas everyone else has a colored circle for their eye. And Biddy just has solid black cartoon. I'm pretty sure this is the case. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Like, oh. Everyone's yeah, everyone has, like, big colored color. circles for eyes. Yeah. And Jack is special. Jack gets to have pupils. He is so chiseled. He is, like, I love that he's... I love a serious, sad man. A serious, sad, handsome man in a story. Just, like, broad shoulders, serious brow, worried about something. That's a quality to- love interest. A big himbo doesn't realize how cute he is just doing stupid things. <laughs> Please, I have serious business to do. I don't want a pie. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the character designs, like, they're all charming. The real diverse cast, so many different... Uh, oh, <laughs> they, they, you know, they're all hockey players. They're all playing the same sport, but they're, like, physically all cut a little different. Got different features. I love Dex's giant ears. And his like freckles and his like his face can get all red when he's angry. So he's just all red hair and freckles and red face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just completely flushed with frustration. Holster has this kind of like blonde hair, blue eyes, like big like teeth. Like his teeth are always like a major part of his like character design. And I like love big, his glasses. Big chin. Yeah. Yeah. He is like a little <gasps> after we meet him and he's just like because him and Ransom are are just like bro bros like they just like yeah. say bro to each other all the time and it's very clear that they are Bruh. like the the best of friends 
Yes. And, and then there's so a part where there's sorry, there's some gag where I think like maybe it's Dex and Nursey not getting along and Biddy mm-hmm. says something like somebody says something like, Well, you can't expect everybody to get along like ransom and holster. And then in the background, they're like at a, a restaurant or at the dining hall or something, and one of them's like, Do you want a friendship Sunday? Yeah. Like ransom and holster <laughs> high five and like share one Sunday together. That's the level they're at. Yeah, so like they they are like introduces these two bros, and then from then on they kind of evolve. And Holster gets like little like tiny like reading glasses for like because he is actually like a very like smart man, and he's going to college. Uh, mm. There's an there's an art. <laughs> the glasses <laughs> yeah, they're, they're... indicate that he's smart. Yeah, well, he also like speaks very eloquently and like explains things very well. Um, yeah yeah but it's kind of nice to have that second reveal like actually he's a very nice young man uh (laughs) they're all very nice young men yeah but like later in the book when they're graduating because they were co-captains together uh Mm -hmm. everyone like unanimously voted for and it was a tie for them to be co-captains and as they're like packing up and leaving to like graduate uh it's very like clear how much they care about each other because Holster and Ransom were arguing because uh, Ransom was like, I don't know what I want to do yet, so I'm just going to take a year off and go work at this like tech startup in Boston uh, and, I, and I'll just figure it out a year from then. And Holster's like, you know what you want to do. You're incredible at like mathematics. You could be a doctor if you wanted to. And Ransom's like, I don't know if I want to, so I'm just going to go do, do this. And Holter's like, you know what? I'll come with you. Like, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure this out together. And they have, like, a bro, bro moment. And yeah, it's just very like, sweet that they are, like, it is that characteristic, like, two bros that, like, I would die for you. But it is just <laughs> inc- a very incredibly sweet, like, friendship. Yeah, I like that being together is more important to them than any particular career goals that they have. Yeah. They mm. they aren't uh it's not implied anywhere in the book that they are like gay or like like romantically no. interested in each other. They just like love each other. They're both like yeah. they're both friends. Yeah, I love that in a romance story that you can have platonic friendships that are also on the same level of strength as that romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just- yeah, character designs are great. I like the a lot of the settings in this book are really gorgeous. That hockey rink and on Samwell campus with these big windows is mm-hmm. a great setting. It's nice to see Biddy's always vlogging in his room and you see like little bits of his room change throughout the years. Like he loves yeah. Beyonce and there's always a different Beyonce poster <laughs> in his room every year that's based on like whatever her album cover was that year, whatever her hot look was. I liked the evolving Beyonce posters as like a little time capsule of real history that was happening. Yeah. You see him move from like a small little dorm space where you can see both sides of the wall. It's a very small space to Mm -hmm. like him staying like in like the top floor of the house. And you can see like Samwell pennants behind him. And eventually, like, Falcon pennants and, like, Falcon are o- have overtaken the Samuel pennants. Yeah. I mean, like, he's got uh, the, the Georgia flag in there, which is sweet. And, like, he's mm-hmm. got this. This is never spoken of, but he's got this little stuffed rabbit that, like, sits on his bed. It's and, got like, a name. when he goes to, like, s- 
stay the summer at Jack's, the little rabbit comes with them. And since this used to be a web comic, I think this is the first comic that we've covered on the review show that originated as a web comic and we're reading it in graphic novel format. Um, and it was like designed for, for Tumblr, I think. So it's like all the panels are like the same width. They're the width of one Tumblr post. <laughs> and she's able to do a lot like in that size constraint. There are some really interesting panel layouts, like I said. But yeah, I, there would frequently be, it'd be separated by, by chapters because, you know, these were Tumblr posts once. And then so when there's blank space left over, when one panel ends and there's still space on that page before the next chapter break, there's like a little doodle or there's some little icon in there. It'll be like a pie or a, a hockey helmet or a jar of jam or a, frequently it will be like the little stuffed rabbit. And the little stuffed yeah. rabbit is there with like a little falconer scarf on or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's called a senior bunny is how it's... Senior bunny! <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a, a fandom wiki that I'm looking at all the characters on. Yes! Uh, unfortunately, it only lists them by their full name, so it's kind of hard to look at. Because it's... Uh. Uh, it doesn't have their their nicknames on there, which I know them by better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, shitty. Let's talk about his his name. Did you read what it in the it? back? You don't know. I didn't get. I didn't get to it. I think whatever. Like whenever they exposed it, like I didn't get to whatever that page in the back matter was. So yeah, it's it's in the tweets. Uh, and okay, if you read, see, I the, read all of them. If you read the foreword of the book, it says at the very end of the foreword. And if you want to know Shitty's real name, right. check yes. the back of the book. And his name is Byron Sterling Knight, a.k.a. Uh, Shitty. Uh, B.S. Knight, yeah. B.S. Knight. And they, and they <laughs> harass him about this. Your name is B.S. Knight? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just very Shitty. sweet. Okay. Shitty Shitty's is also great. I, he's so wholesome. He's such a good character. I, I love that you would think, okay, some college guy named Shitty may be that. Like, he's probably, like, a real obnoxious, overbearing, poor attitude. You meet him, he's so nice. Yeah. You know, he's, he's such a great team player, really takes his role as, like, one of the, the elder members of the team very seriously, leads them in a lot of debauchery, but also, like, you know, makes sure Biddy feels welcome, watches out for all these freshmen. And then you find out he's going to Harvard Law School. <laughs> yeah. So to find out that he's not only very nice, but he's also very intelligent is a, a, a nice series of uh, I don't know, little twists on his, on his character, on who you think he might have been when you first meet him. Yeah, his, his character design, when you meet him, he's got like a big, bushy mustache, yeah. long... Full hockey flow. Full hockey flow, like long hair, and... <laughs> He's often the head of every kegster. He's there organizing the tub juice. He's like, you know, checking in with like people that are barfing and stuff like that. He's like <laughs> the most like responsible, reliable, like bro of the adult world or adult of yeah. the bro world. Um, adult he's, of the bro world. Yeah, he's he's there to be helpful, even though he, even if he is just there to party and be allowed, uh, he's there to be as helpful as he can. Uh, and then, yeah, he, he like has to like go up to Lara to like, it's time. My grandparents are coming. Give me the chop. And he eventually like goes from like having a long flow to having like a quaffed, like regular, like man hair. Yeah, <laughs> regular uh, man hair, regular man, Lego man hair style. Uh, 
But yeah, Shitty is just overwhelming, just a very wholesome character that if, you know, would be a, a great friend in real life, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a benefit to this book. Like, I do want to be friends with all these people. I want to go yeah. to Lardo's art show and see all her cool sculptures. Yeah. All right. I think we got to start. Uh, I know you've got uh, something to do later today, so I think we got to yeah. start wrapping it up. Do you have any final thoughts on Check, please? Uh, go read it. It is, if you want to read it uh, right now, it's on uh, online as a webcomic. I think it's just checkplays.com or checkplays like webcomic or checkpleasecomic.com. It's, it's, you can find it online in its entirety. Uh, the physical copies are nice. It's just two books, two volumes. Yeah. Uh, they're not that expensive. You wouldn't break the bank trying to pick these up. Uh, they're hefty, though. They are uh, hefty. It's $17. These are dense books. There's so much in these. You gave these to me, and I was shocked at how like heavy they are. Yeah, <laughs> when you I was get a bang for your buck here, it's a value. When I was rereading that, I was like, "How am I not halfway through the book?" Usually, when you start reading a book and you get really into it, you check and you're like halfway through, like almost every time. Uh, and then I look, and I'm like, "I'm only like a fifth of the way through. How is there more story?" Uh, but yeah, very There's a lot of tweets in there. Yeah, it's true. Very dense book, very dense story. If you are looking for something LGBT friendly, something wholesome, uh, and if you like hockey, it is an absolute must read. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great way to learn more about hockey if it's something you're barely familiar with. It helped mm -hmm. me out a lot trying to impress this boy from Alaska. Yeah, it is a very sweet story. It's so cute. There's uh, a lot of college debauchery. And I think there are some more like sexually explicit conversations that the dudes have that just exist to like juxtapose how uh, nervous Biddy is feeling about coming out to them when they're talking about getting all these girls. Um, but I think other than stuff like that, you could give this to like a teen reader. I think it's good for, you know, maybe you to a high school kid who's, you know, whether they're interested in hockey, whether they're the, the part of a queer community, or whether they just like comics. It's just very solid as a piece of comics. Like reading the author bio, Ngozi Ukazu uh, got a master's degree in sequential art and comics. And I think it shows. It's very yeah, well constructed. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, anybody but our mom may love it. <laughs> I look forward to what Ngozi does in the future. I will read anything she does at this point. Mm -hmm. This is a very strong showing. All yeah. right. We have been here on the review show for most of this year. We have been playing a little bingo game where Kyle and I made a list of a bunch of media, like storytelling tropes. We each mm -hmm. randomly generated a, well, we each picked like however many that we really liked and filled out bingo cards. So he and I have different cards mm -hmm. uh, with different things on them. He's already gotten one bingo. And Jerk. I forgot to check with him before he left if I could keep playing bingo while he's gone. <laughs> I hope he says I can, because I this has been a helpful time for me. Last week, watching Maniac gave me a lot. Mm -hmm. And this week, I wrote down uh, one thing I put on my bingo sheet was tall guy and small guy are friends. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Jack and Biddy definitely give us that. Yeah. Our friends are so, friends to the end. Yeah, yeah, which I said is like a, a starting point. I wrote tall guy and small guy are friends. Maybe tall guy and small guy are dating. 
These could be people of any gender. They wouldn't even have to be people. If we have like a giraffe and a hedgehog who are friends, I'm like, I'll put that down. Yeah. Just a, a, something large and something small that have a camaraderie. That's what I will take. All right. If people like Check, Please, what else would you recommend that they check out? Well, after I loaned these to you and I felt like, well, yeah. I, need, I need something else in my life to fill the gap until we record this. Uh, I started rewatching Yuri on Ice. Uh, ah! You, I, it's probably the next best thing I would recommend if you like Check, Please. It is uh, queer. It is about ice skating. It's about ice skating finals. It's an anime you can find in either mm. dub or sub. It's only one season for right now. I think they're working okay. on a movie. Um, but yeah, check out Yuri on Ice. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw the first episode or two of that show once, and I did like it. This is me mm. with many animes. Somebody showed me the first episode, and I've never seen the rest of it. That's a good way to start. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend, if you like pie, definitely watch Pushing Daisies, Ooh, which is a yes. show I think I've recommended several times already this year, but there's so many angles to grab onto. And mostly I do refer to it in terms of its desserts. (laughs) Pushing Daisies was a TV show that lasted for two seasons in the mid 2000s. And it's about Lee Pace plays a a baker who owns a a shop called the Pie Hole. And he has the ability to raise the dead if he touches them. And then if he touches them again within a minute, they go back to being dead forever. And if he touches something and it stays alive, he can never touch it again. So, like, he, he found his, like, old childhood sweetheart dead, who she'd been murdered, and he's like, I gotta solve her murder, and he wakes her up, and then he, like, can't bear to kill her again. So now she's alive, but he's like, I can never touch you again. And it's a real sweet romance where they have to, like, put on full beekeeper outfits, and then they can, like, hug each other. They kiss each other through, like, a sheet of saran wrap. They have to find all of these intimacy hacks without actually touching. And, like, he will get, like, rotten fruit and then wake mm-hmm. the fruit up. But then, like, if he puts it in his mouth again, it will turn to rot again. So, like, he makes all these pies and then he doesn't eat them. <laughs> it's a very pie-based yeah. show. Every episode is a new pie. Uh, also, for baking stuff, I thought I'd shout out one of my favorite baking YouTubers. <clears throat> this is a channel called Preppy Kitchen with John Canill, And he's just also... He's preppy. He's just this real nice, friendly, clean cut guy has like a cute country house with his husband and their kids. And he just shows you how to bake a bunch of stuff. He's got pies on there, plenty of pies and also like really great advice for cake baking. I've gotten some of my best cake tips from him. Whenever I want to learn how to bake something new, I always go to preppy kitchen and he never steers me wrong. Nice. And then if you like uh, a sports story. This isn't exactly sports, but earlier this year on the review show, we watched The Queen's Gambit, the uh, chess show on Netflix. And I recommend that because it was a compelling introduction to a, a game I was only surface familiar with, the culture around it, how you know, people view their careers in it and their rivalries with other people. And it's also a story where there are many characters that you think would be more antagonistic than they actually turn out to be. Uh, It's a surprisingly warm show where the main character collects all of these allies uh, across her journey. And then they're all very supportive of her. (laughs) 
So if you just want like good camaraderie around a sport or game, you could also watch The Queen's Gambit. It feels very different from this otherwise. Nice. Okay. Now it's pit. It next week. Next week's episode. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Next week. Uh, so Kyle. Kyle's coming back next week, and he it will be his turn to pitch something to me. So he sent me his pitches just over text and had me pick one. So next week on the podcast, we will be covering a manga called Princess Jellyfish. Yeah, we'll be reading volumes one and two of these. He says these are double sized volumes. Normally with manga, because they they're a little shorter, they read a little quicker than Western comics. We might cover three or four volumes in an episode. We're doing two larger volumes, and the plot description is Princess Jellyfish centers on an apartment building where the only tenants are otaku women. No men are allowed. Tsukimi Kurashita has a love of jellyfish that stems from memories of her late mother taking her to an aquarium and linking the lace-like tendrils of jellyfish to the dresses of princesses. Tsukimi hopes to become an illustrator and is an awkward girl terrified of social interaction, attractive people, and the prospect of formal work. This is another, as I just mentioned, an anime where I think somebody showed me episode one. Yep. And I said, oh, that's cute. <laughs> and then I didn't think about it again. I, I have seen this anime. I've watched it in its entirety. It is, it is very, very good. It's very friendly. Um, and when I, I, there's another anime I watched called Smile Down the Runway, which is all about ah. fashion design. And this Princess Jellyfish was a nice... Uh, something else to like feed that appetite when I was done with Ooh. Smile Down the Runway. So it's very, very nice about fashion and about how otaku live uh, in Japan. It's very interesting. Neat. Yeah, I like stories of a person relating to their hobby or a person relating to a form of media. Mm -hmm. I like media that is about other media and like how people process it. <laughs> and I remember this being cute from the vague memories I have of it. So. I'm excited to read it. It's going to be quite a marathon. I just read a bunch of this and now I'm on to a bunch of other comics. It's, it's just a reading time in my life, I guess. But yeah, yeah, interesting pitch from Kyle. Kyle will be back next week and we can talk about that. Cool. And this is on Comixology Unlimited. That's where you can get that if you'd like to read along. All right, Jams, thank you so much for joining us again, coming back yeah. to the review show to do this episode with me. Thank you so much for having me. Now, is there anything that you would like to plug to the people? Well, if you if you like the energy that you heard on today's episode, you can get a lot more of it on yes. this, the podcast that me and my sister do, you and I do. Uh, right, called... there's not an additional sister, it's me. No, it's, it's you, you're the sister. Uh, it's the podcast we do is called Saturday Morning Obscurities. You can find us on mm. Twitter at SaturdayMOPod. What we do is we go and we look back on old kid shows that you feel like only you remember, and we'll mm. take three episodes of a show that we each we each decide on, uh, taking turns every episode, and we watch three episodes and we kind of walk through that and see how well it fares in today's light. <laughs> and if you'd like to yeah. find me on Twitter, I'm at James Wilk. Nice. Yeah, I you've saved me me pitching uh, me plugging Saturday morning obscurities at the end of every episode. It is a lot of fun to do. Covered a variety of things, things we remember from when we were kids, things that 
predated us from the 80s. Like, we know the name Kid Video. What is it? Let's watch yeah. it and find out for the first time. We do some episodes. We call them Saturday Morning Giants that are about something that is far from obscure. We did one on Jackie Chan Adventures, and there's another uh, popular Cartoon Network show that we know we're going to do later this year yes. <laughs> that we have yet to record. Yeah, check us out there. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. That's the end. That's the end of the episode, Jams. We've made it. Thank you Yay. for being here. Thank you for having me. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>